I think for me it really was when I decided to move away from home and study somewhere else. I don't know, just this feeling of like, okay, this is something I'm doing just for myself. I'm proud of myself, I'm doing this. Yeah, it's just a sense of pride and excitement. I was also terrified of the next steps, but with this certain sense of, I can do this, I know I can do this, I'm proud of myself, I'm doing this. So it's just like, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do with my future. So I'm moving away from home and I'm not staying just because all my friends are staying home. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Right Feeling Podcast. So getting straight into it today, um, I'll be chatting with my friend Jade about, if you've already read the title, the bittersweet feeling of moving abroad and leaving home. So Jade was born and raised in South Korea and now she's moved to Berlin, Germany. I thought it'd be really fun to chat with her, especially during the coronavirus quarantines, um, because this was actually recorded a few weeks ago near the start of the quarantine. And basically because I am also an expat. And if you guys might not know what expat means, it's short for expatriate, which means that you are now residing in a country that is not the country that you're a citizen of. This is a very loose hand definition, um, so you can also Google it if you're interested. I've been an expat for a few years now, so just a bit of background, maybe for the listeners that don't know. I was born in Los Angeles, and I grew up in LA for most of my life. I actually moved to the UK in London, where I did my master's. And after a year, I actually ended up moving over to Brussels for an internship, which turned into a job, luckily. <laughs> now I am based in the Netherlands. If you guys don't know the Netherlands, it is a very small country indeed. Uh, right above Belgium to the left of Germany. And you will know the famous capital. Is it the capital? I should probably check. Um, if you know Amsterdam, it's a city in the Netherlands the country of bikes and greenhouses and where people say success. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that you enjoy this podcast episode. Um, and even if you haven't moved away from home, but you're thinking about it, or if you haven't moved countries, but you've moved cities um, just away from the place that you grew up, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast, Jade. Hi. Hey. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so Jade, why don't you introduce a little bit about yourself to our audience? Yeah, definitely. Um, I work in marketing. I'm originally from South Korea, but I've been living in Berlin, Germany over three years, almost four years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting to also think 
that I'm still here, kind of, because I never planned to, you know, do it. <laughs> But here I am. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think it's about Berlin that kind of made you want to move? Yeah, it's um, growing up in Asia. There was always kind of, you know, expectations, or there was this path. That was built for me. I didn't ask, but mm -hmm. you know, it was always like, okay, you gotta go to good university, you gotta get a good job, you know, mm -hmm. you have to be successful, get married, have kids. Exactly, exactly. And I was never, I never signed up to be on this path, you know. And yeah. um, I just wanted to just feel myself, but I couldn't fully like be myself in a way mm -hmm. like for example when I was going through this quarter-life crisis again mm -hmm. that was right after I graduated from university mm -hmm. and I was looking for a job and you know in Korea you like whatever job you choose your appearance or just like this personality that you carry around it has to be aligned with the society wants you like mm. no one wants to stand out like you don't want to be this one who stands out and who is like this loud kid you know but you know to be honest I think that's a large part of Asian culture in general like I've heard that South Korea is one of the most homogenous yeah. countries in the world next to for example Japan, Japan yeah. totally but yeah for me That's not who I am, but somehow in order to just live in this society, I have to play this role. And yeah, I just didn't want to do that. But when I visited Berlin, I just felt like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Like I finally kind of belong to somewhere in a way. Mm -hmm. So that really brought me here. And also just the curiosity, like I've been always a curious kid who just wanted to know about the world and uh yeah somehow the curiosity also brought me here so yeah <laughs> did you already have a like when you moved to berlin did you already have a place that you were able to stay at or did you kind of figure everything out on arrival yeah the thing was when i first moved here i just had like an airbnb where i can stay for like 10 days oh I know, and and I was like, okay, I'm gonna find a flat within this day. Wait, but Berlin is so hard to find. I know, a I, flat. yeah, I I knew that, and I was like, yeah. but I'm just gonna do it, you know. And uh, <laughs> somehow <laughs> I managed to yeah find a really nice shared flat. I'm living with my lovely flatmates, and also like I didn't have jobs lined up. I just had internship interviews. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go and see how it goes. Wow, Jade, I think I'm learning so much about you right now. You are actually the epitome of go with the flow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm so grateful that everything worked out. I mean, of course, I had ups and downs, but I'm so grateful that everything worked and I have a place to stay now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just like, so what is the word? Ruthless? You're ruthlessly excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Was it intimidating for you moving to another country where you didn't have anybody that you can rely on, like, you know, the way that you can rely on your family or the friends that you've grown up with? Mm, I think if I were to move now, I would be a lot more, yeah, scared and uh, a lot more anxious 
that I don't have this support system around me. But when I made the choice that I moved here, or even before, I just didn't care about that. I was just too excited and so curious that I just didn't even have the energy to think about all these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to get out and try new things and experience new things and also learn about myself. Yeah, I definitely think that traveling opens up your mind. It sounds so cliche, I think, you know, like those typical travel blogs, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, traveling opens up your mind. Yeah. But I really think that it's true because I think for me, Europe really offered a kind of lifestyle and a kind of clarity that I didn't have when I was living in the States. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I moved because I know that this is a decision I actually made for for myself. And I don't know how it is in South Korea, but for example, in like Taiwan and in Chinese culture, it's very much about the family unit. Yeah. Right. It's always it's about... It's quite similar in Korea too. Right. So yeah. I think that actually it's across for most Asian cultures yeah. is that you always prioritize the family or the yeah. society above yourself. And yeah. there's this kind of sacrifice that you have to make of yourself to kind of make sure one that your parents are taken care of or that your, you know, your grandparents are happy and the way that you treat them sometimes, you know, it comes at a cost to yourself. And I felt that for me traveling abroad and moving abroad was really the first decision I ever really made for myself and not because of what society wanted of me or expected of me. Yeah, Yeah. I can totally relate to this. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like doing all this traveling and living abroad, that kind of kept me constantly out of my comfort zone in a way. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But for me, like that was the way that I could learn new life lessons that made me become like a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. I learned so many adulting stuff, for example, like, you know, (laughs) I can apply for a visa, like I can do my own tax, you know, stuff like this. This is (laughs) like all this, just by experiencing all this lessons that I learned, I think that was just so eye-opening and that I just want to keep doing it because I'm growing up, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, there's always a part of me that didn't want to grow up in many ways. Mm. I'm also just the type of person that I kind of hold on to the good things that have happened in my life. And so it's really hard for me. And I think I still actually struggled with that even after studying abroad and traveling. So I'm just wondering if that was the same for you. Yeah, totally. Definitely. I still feel like I'm yeah, not fully grown up. The reason I kind of left Korea and also the reason I'm still doing this living abroad, half of the reason I would say is curiosity. I just wanted to know about the world, Mm. but also the half of it was kind of avoid or just get away from the reality that I was Mm. in. I just want to be always like this carefree person in the family, like, oh, I'm just, you know, living abroad and I'm doing this thing, you know, because... (laughs) I don't know, part of me is still holding that side of me because, for example, my sister is already married, she has Mm -hmm. kids, so the life there is so different. In a way, like, I just want to be that person, just no responsibility, you know, just doing my own thing, (laughs) but 
through all this experience, I have to be grown up. Otherwise, you can't survive, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, part of me has very much grown up. But on the other hand, being grown up is not as intimidating as I think I used to think. Yeah, that totally. It was. Now I look around me and I'm thinking, oh, wow, I actually am living in my own apartment. I just started a business. Yeah. I actually have to start my taxes. And then I realized I'm actually grown up now. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying my life right now. Yeah, definitely. I can totally relate to this. Serious adulting. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so when you moved, did your parents say anything? Yeah. So the thing with my parents... <laughs> Actually, like, um, even when I was really young, when I was still in like middle school, high school, mm -hmm. I always asked my parents, please, please send me to the school in the States, you know, for example. Like, I always begged my parents to send me to like schools abroad. So they knew from a very young age that I would love to, you know, travel. I'd love to live abroad. So they weren't really surprised. You know, okay. uh, I mean, at the very first time, I knew that as long as I get my shit done and as <laughs> long as, you know, I have everything prepared for myself, they would never say no. So actually, <laughs> I told my parents that I would go to Canada like one month before I was supposed to leave. Oh, my gosh. Jade. <laughs> so it was kind of an ultimatum to them, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was like. Here, I got the visa sorted. I have a place to stay, you know, like I don't have a job yet, but I will figure it out. You know, mm -hmm. I'm living in a month. What are you going to say? You know, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then from that moment on, they were like, okay, like as long as, you know, you take care of yourself, you know, it's fine. Oh, that's very liberal of your parents. Yeah, I, I'm so grateful for my parents. Definitely. Did they ever cry when you left? No, actually no. What? Wow. <laughs> because I don't know, like, I think they were just so used to, uh, not used to it, but they kind of expected it from me because even when I was younger, I was like, yeah, one day I will live abroad. Like one day I will do this and that. So they kind of expected like, okay, yeah, you do this thing. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll go visit you or you come back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking because, I mean, my parents were always the ones that took me to the airport. And, you know, every time they drop me off at the airport, <laughs> it's like we have this joke in my family where <laughs> my mom, because she always wears her big sunglasses. Okay. You know, big hair, big sunglasses. And then once she starts crying, her nose starts to get red. No. And <laughs> that's always the indicator. So then I always say like, oh, mom, make sure your nose doesn't get red. Because <laughs> she also pretends to be such a hard, emotionless person, even though she has so much emotion. I know. Then she's like, what are you talking about? I'm totally fine. No, I'm not going to cry this time. And then when I'm at the gate, you just see tears streaming down. Um, you can't see her eyes because it's behind yeah. sunglasses. <laughs> but you just see her nose and her sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it makes me sad to leave them like that. Yeah. You know? I know. Me too. I mean, with my parents, of course, they're very happy for me to be pursuing what I, I love pursuing. But I think for them, they're very sad that I'm not there with them anymore and this idea that I will be living probably abroad for the rest of my life it really does make my parents quite sad mm. 
I think they've come to accept it, but they still sometimes always have like the slight remarks of, oh, well, you know, the U.S. is so great. It's the greatest country I've ever <laughs> lived in. And I'm like, is it really though? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and it was just, yeah, I mean, they still, I think, hope that I would move back to be with them because mm. I know they really love me and would like to see me. Yeah, more, of course. You know? yeah. But I mean, they also recognize that I need to do what I need to do. Yeah, what and I what makes you keep happy, what makes you exactly. happy. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot too. Like, of course, I miss family and friends. And especially, you know, when I know that I would miss out on some important occasions, like my mom's birthday or my niece's mm -hmm. birthday or, you know, of course I miss them. But, but I don't know, in life, I think sometimes you need to do things um, to your own good and if that's what makes you happy then of course like your loved ones are happy for you that you're happy so mm. yeah I, I I hope my family and friends understand my choices that I decided to leave abroad and stay away from them <laughs> <laughs> but for me there is a part of me if I'm honest that does feel quite torn in feeling this kind of obligation to take care of my parents. And maybe it is the Asian heritage in me. I feel you, yeah. Right? But I think it's also because I, I deeply love my parents. And to be honest, if I could move all my friends and all my family over to Europe to live with me, I would be probably the happiest person, yeah. you know, just like collecting my world into one. But that's not the reality, I think, that we live in. So it, at least for me, it's always quite sad to leave especially with my grandma she's 91 right now mm. she's so cute jade she's so small oh she's like <laughs> i can already uh, picture her <laughs> yes she's really even like i think she's i want to say 140 something centimeters okay she's very tiny yeah. and uh, i mean i don't want this to get dark but basically you never know if that's the last time you know i know and I think for her, because she's at that age where she's also thinking in that more realistic way, every time she hugs me now, mm. like I can tell she clings on a little bit longer and, oh, wow, I'm kind of like, ooh, I feel a little bit teary. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I totally feel you. I mean, you seem to be really close with your grandma. And uh, I actually, my grandma passed away last year. Yeah, I remember. And yeah, I... I was I, I grew up with her, you know, and yeah. um, that was also the thing. Like I, sometimes I would like question myself. Mm. Okay, why am I doing here? Like, what, why, why am I doing this to myself and to my family? Because you know, I mean, also it's also kind of a grandma thing. Like whenever I go, you know, home to visit her, she would say like, "Oh, why are why are you still, you know, doing this thing? Just come back, you know, just." get a job here and you know you can marry a nice guy here <laughs> you know like you know you don't need to you don't need to study more like you don't need to do this thing you know just get a job here you know get a man <laughs> so every time when I'm like leaving her behind like I would feel almost this guilt like okay she doesn't have so much time left I can't just do this to her all the time but at the same time I need to do things that make me happy. And, you know, I know that she would 
be happy for me. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I, I always yeah feel like I'm torturing my family or yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way.、Mm. And actually, I thought about this a few months ago because, to be honest, like I mean, I think for me, I moved to Brussels more for my career.、Path. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And of course, my career has gotten me to where I am now, and I have more freedom now, and I can actually choose wherever I want to live now.、Mm-hmm. But the aspect of not having my closest friends around and my family, it did make me feel very lonely. I remember、mm-hmm. uh, I had this one day.、Uh, I just kind of had a breakdown in my room, and I was just crying, and、mm-hmm. I kind of looked at myself outside of my body, just. Like as if I was floating in the room, and I just saw myself on the bed、mm-hmm. alone, without anyone. Like the people that I've grown up with, the people that that you know I felt understood me the most, the people that I felt familiar with, they weren't around for kilometers. Yeah, and that felt very strange, and it does drain you after a while. And then I was just wondering, okay, then what am I doing here? I don't know. I just started to really reconsider. Maybe I made the wrong choice. Actually, what if, what if I shouldn't even waste my time here? You、mm-hmm. know. But then, on the other hand, I really love being able to live where I do. Well, now in the Netherlands,、um, but I just I don't know where that balances. You know, and yeah, it's a constant battle that you have to. Yeah, because on one side, it's really exciting to find yourself. In another country,、yeah. in another culture, alone, and finding that space for yourself, and meeting new people, and learning about you know different cultures, and yeah, just experiencing different people and different connections. But on the other hand, I just feel like sometimes I just want to settle into this sense of familiarity、yeah. that I feel that I really miss sometimes. Yeah, you know? I know totally. I feel you. The one thing that I really miss about Korea is like. Delivery culture. <laughs> I mean, you can order pizza in the middle of、um, park, and the delivery guy will bring it to you, like right in front of you. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is just so convenient. It's so easy. Yeah. But here in Berlin, I think I can't really, yeah, give it up. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the fact that no one judges you based on your appearance or whatever you carry around. Cause yeah, in Korea, I was always like, okay, I'm Jade. I'm high school student. I'm Jade. I'm university student. I'm always more than just me. But here, I can be just myself, and no one questions. No one questions like, oh, which school did you go to, or where do you work, or you know. Like you don't have to try to prove yourself. Yeah, exactly.、Mm. Yeah. So I think this freedom that I can be myself and that no one cares about it. I think I can't really give it up. Oh yeah, I definitely, definitely feel the same way. Still, my favorite thing in Europe is just I feel that everyone is so open to talking about things、mm. and discussing, you know, politics, discussing social issues, and. I mean, in the states, there are some topics that it's just taboo. You don't talk about、mm-hmm. at the dinner table. Oh yeah, that's politics, that's religion, and personal like sexual stuff. Unless you're with friends, maybe.、Mm-hmm. But overall, these things are never discussed. And 
in Europe, everyone is talking about it. Yeah, exactly. And not just talking about it in a superficial way, but you can really get into some deep conversations with people around politics and yeah, social totally. issues. Yeah, definitely. Actually, that makes me think of another reason why I really like Berlin. Mm-hmm. Berlin is really, in my opinion, they are not afraid of talking about politics or all these taboo mm-hmm. topics, but also they're really trying to make a change. Mm-hmm. And I've I've never seen this many demonstrations going on on street in my life. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. every weekend there's demonstration against something. And it's also very green. People take care of the parks and mm-hmm. all the nature around us. People are really caring about the climate, for example. Yeah. Like I would never even thought about, you know, me being interested in this kind of things if not for Berlin, actually, like also like the people around me. Mm-hmm. It also helped me think about my own journey towards becoming more sustainable and become more just aware of what's going on in the world. Do you feel like it's home? Yeah, I don't know. I, I never planned this, but <laughs> yeah, like it's been almost four years now. And this is like the longest time that I've been abroad. And it's slowly coming to feel like. I'm at home, you know, like sometimes when I'm coming back from travels or when I'm back from Korea, especially, I really feel at home. Like I'm like, ah, I'm at home, you know, because I've built my life here now. You know, I have friends here. I have great job, you know, like, so I'm also really happy. And also this work and life balance here, like I really, really appreciate it. And yeah, I don't think you could have that in Korea or in the U.S. Yeah, right. Even in, yes. in the U.S., you only have, I think, 14. I think I remember it was only 14 paid holidays. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy to me because here in Europe, like we have 20 to 25. Exactly, <laughs> right? That's like, yeah. So yeah, I definitely feel more at home here. I don't know if I will live here for another four years or... Who knows, you know, maybe one day I'll just change my mind and say, oh, I'm going to go to, I don't know, South America, you know, who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but right now, I feel like at home and I'm also really glad that I'm here, especially right now in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, I actually I was going to ask you about that. Like on one hand, when there's this kind of crazy chaos that happens in the world, you want to be somewhere familiar. It's funny, though, that you feel that you're happy that you want to be in Berlin because I feel the same way about living in the Netherlands. Yeah, right. Even though there's no one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like this whole pandemic made me think more appreciative toward mm. Korea because I think they really dealt with it really well. And I would still, you know, get my hands on toilet papers, for example, because (laughs) no one is panic buying toilet papers over there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have enough toilet paper, you have enough pasta. Like, I think, yeah, I'm glad that I'm here, but I would also feel a lot more safe in Korea. It's also funny because I was thinking about this two weeks ago. I mean, I think it was like the second week of quarantine as well. Mm -hmm. And I actually don't know anybody 
here um, because I just moved here yeah. in, was it end of January. Yeah. And I think I only know one person in the Netherlands right now. But we can't see each other because of the quarantine. Mm -hmm. She doesn't live in the same city. But I was just thinking how physically alone I am in this country. And yet there was a part of me that was actually so happy <laughs> in a very strange way. Because I think with this pandemic, I've actually still been able to contact my friends and even more than I usually do. So I actually feel less lonely yeah. now than I did when I had people that I knew around me and I didn't contact my friends as much. Yeah, it somehow brings people together. Yeah, exactly. This whole thing. I'm also just thinking once the lockdowns lift and things are just more stable, I hope that people actually take that time then to actually try to push themselves and get connected with the, the community around them, Definitely. like the actual physical community around them. Yeah. I mean, by the sounds of it, Jade, you really have that community in Berlin. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you have that because oh. it's really incredible to be able to to feel like you're at home in a different country and that you have people that you can rely on, you know? Yeah. And I'm personally very excited to, to explore that in the Netherlands. And yeah, I'm excited for you too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a new adventure for me. And uh, I think one of the biggest takeaways actually from this conversation is really to go with the flow and be more excited about being somewhere else. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really, I think that spirit is really important, especially when you're in a different country. And, yeah. you know, instead of just kind of holding up yourself at home, yeah. go out there and meet people and experience things. Yeah, It's easy to forget sometimes, you know, your life got in the way and, you know, you got carried away. You're at work, you know, yeah. you get tired. Yeah, time. you kind of lose the sense that kind of brought me here where you are right now so exactly and I think this conversation has reminded me a lot about that because like four years ago I told myself I'm gonna move to Europe mm -hmm. and then here I am and now I want to enjoy it after the quarantine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well in any case Jade thank you so so much and well thank you <laughs> is there anywhere online people can find uh... you Yeah, I mean, I'm working in social media, but I'm not really <laughs> uh, working on my personal Instagram. But uh, yeah, you can find me at Jade on with H and underscore. Okay, so that's J-A-D-E-A-H-N underscore. Yes. <laughs> Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Right Feeling Podcast. I think it was a bit of a difficult subject, actually, because, I mean, I'm still struggling with the push-pull dynamics of guilt and longing, as well as the happiness and the contentment and the joy that I found here in mainland Europe, away from my home in LA. Maybe it didn't come across as strongly as I would have hoped, but I absolutely love living where I am. Um, I don't know if this is where I'll want to be, you know, for the rest of my life. I'm still quite young and there's still an entire world to explore. But in this stage of my life, this is exactly where I want to be. It's taken me a while to remember that, 
you know, missing home, missing your friends, missing your family, that ends up impacting your mindset of whether or not you want to be in a specific place. But yeah, I mean, if you have any similar stories or any similar feelings, feel free to let me know. To let me know, you can direct message me on Instagram at the right feeling underscore or email me at jane, that's J-A-N-E, at therightfeeling.org. I hope that the quarantine hasn't been too hard on everyone. I know here in the Netherlands, things have lifted and I've really been enjoying the summer weather. I hope that you are also able to enjoy the rest of your week if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out. And yeah, I can't wait to feel the feels with you in the next episode. <laughs>